0: Welcome to episode number 67, Learning to Love Ourselves as We Are. I'm your host, Damon Soka. Just a quick reminder if you're enjoying these podcasts, send a link to someone you know. That is the best compliment any podcaster can have. Now, somewhere in the midst of all the mental illness chaos, we have to accept ourselves as we are. Now, this doesn't mean that I sit in my room and say, Well, I am as good as I'm going to get. No need to try. There is much to learn, experience, and do, even when we are limited in capacity. The Lord desires that we learn, but we must understand our learning limitations and our capacity to go forth and do. Otherwise, we risk the sprint collapse cycle, where we are constantly trying to catch up to where we think we need to be, running the race of life far faster than we should, and then collapsing and losing all the ground that we've gained only to start over feeling even further behind. The Lord desires that we run the race at the pace He has provided in those weaknesses we have been given. Sometimes He is going to provide added strength for us to complete what He desires, and other times He is going to allow us to only push so hard and go so far with what we have. Both teach us lessons, valuable ones, in dependence, loyalty, and trust and a loving, concerned Father and Savior. Learning to run the race with the weaknesses that the Lord has given without falling into the sprint crash cycle or completely giving up is learning who we are as mortals, our limitations and capacities, and learning to love what we have been given and who we are. When we accept those limitations that the Lord has given and work with the Lord through our weakness, the experience can bring a sweet peace and happiness. Now, in the middle of King Benjamin's sermon about becoming converted to the Lord and everything we should be doing in our lives, he states something that feels a little like a footnote to his sermon, and really almost out of place. He states the following, "...and see that all these things are done in order, for it is not requisite that a man should run faster than he has strength. And again, it is expedient that he should be diligent, that thereby he might win the prize." therefore all things must be done in order. Now you'll find that in Mosiah 4.27. The Lord knew from the very start that he was going to bless many of us with some fairly serious limitations. Now he even mentions this in Ether 12.27 by stating specifically that I give unto men weaknesses, that they may be humble, and my grace is sufficient for all men that humble themselves before me. He fully knew that those weaknesses were going to limit our ability to do good, and to build up his kingdom. Some of us were going to be so limited that our contribution to the overall plan of salvation would be just to touch a very few lives, and in fact we would touch even more lives simply by allowing them to serve us due to our limited capacities. We often view service in the sense of serving others, but allowing others to serve us accomplishes the same purpose, and we could be of great service allowing others to serve. That is not always the way we want service to go we want to be the ones giving however understand if there are no recipients there can be no giving of service now i realize that with mental illness we will at times both be able to serve and at times need the service of others i've always been myself a very independent soul as far as service is concerned for whatever reason i don't like being served by others i know that many people feel the same way in the church Now, I would give priesthood blessings all day long, but will suffer far longer than I need to before I ask for one. I'm always ready to help someone to move into their home, but I've always tried not to have others help me. My life has been a great struggle to accept my own limitations and allow for service to occur in my life. In essence, I'm unwilling to accept at times the realities that the Lord has placed in my life for my good and the good of others. I have been, for much of my life, unwilling to accept myself as I am. I often find myself like the blind man who refuses to be aided by another's eyes. However, because I have found it difficult to learn this lesson, the Lord has blessed me with an additional autoimmune diseases, and in many ways encouraging me to better accept and understand these lessons of weakness. And believe me, it has helped. When King Benjamin spoke those words about not running faster than you have strength, I think he knew something about limitations, as he stated that he was even having difficulty standing to give the words to his people. His statement was not about simply slowing down to rest once in a while, although that is probably good counsel. He wanted us to truly accept our limitations in the sense that they were and are a blessing in our lives. The value of a good limitation is far greater than the value of no limitations. The Lord knows that I love to work and to build. He knows my capacities, without my serious limitations caused by my autoimmune diseases. And the resulting depression, He's not concerned about what I can do. He already knows what I can do without the limitations in my life. He needs to know what I will prioritize and do when He severely limits my capacities. He needs to know if I will allow others to serve me. He needs to know that I will be humble and accept my limitations without murmur and without complaint. He needs to know fully that I will commit to being loyal to him and to his cause, no matter what comes into my life. While the idea surrounding not running faster than you have strength is fairly easy to comprehend, it is a difficult lesson in practice to go forth and serve when you have boundless energy and capacity Actually, it's fairly easy to do. To think of others when you are suffering yourself is a lesson that does not come naturally to the mortal body. To think of others and realize that you do not possess the capacity to help or to do what you want can be even a far more difficult lesson. To not run faster than you have strength, you must fully accept who you are and your definition of strength. This means that you must come to know yourself and the mortal body that you possess as does our Father and Savior, and be willing to accept the idea, I would if I could, but I do not have the capacity to do so. Now, King Benjamin also mentions mentions this concept in his um, sermon, which is the idea of giving to those in need who lack resources. But the concept is as spiritual as it is physical. If we lack mortal capacity, we are as worthy as those who can go and do, If we would go and do, if we had not been given, if it had not been for our current limitations. Now, accepting our limitations can be actually a pretty illuminating experience. So often we are frustrated by our lack of energy, lack of desire, lack of capacity, and we accept wholeheartedly emotions of guilt as though we deserve them. Now, this is not what the Lord desires in our lives, and this is not. He did not give us the weakness for us to find guilt in our lack of action. He gave us the weakness that we might be humble. To overcome guilt, we must accept our lives as the Lord has given them to us. If we do not accept our weaknesses and we complain and murmur, then guilt will likely always be our reward. However, if with the Lord's help we humbly accept our weaknesses and work within the capacity that the Lord has given us, that weakness that is within our bodies, can become valuable to our salvation. So rather than fight our weakness we have been given, we learn about it and we come to understand ourselves as we are and then we go forth and serve as the Lord has allowed. One of the main object lessons of weakness is for us to overcome the sin of comparison and the sin of pride. We are mortals in a world where comparison is the standard. We compare everything and most of the time We don't even know that we do that. Anytime we say something like, I wish I was like her, I wish I looked like he does, I wish that I had that kind of talent, I wish I had that kind of money, we are comparing. And that's just a small portion of what we compare in our lives. Now social media really leans towards this type of sin. We put our best selves forward and compare that to the other people's best selves. We don't want to look normal, average, below average, basic, or just plain plain. We read stories about others and are hopefully inspired to go forth and accomplish things in our own way and capacity, but most of the time we probably just feel worthless, limited, and small. Comparison to others, in any form, is actually sin, and most of the time we are comparing what I would say is called apples to oranges, meaning that we don't even compare correctly If I were truly to compare myself to someone else, I would have to know a significant amount more about the person than I probably ever could. I would have to know his or her entire background, traditions, culture, even their financial background, education, lack of education. I would have to know what he or she came to this world already having learned. So the reality is that I can never make a true comparison to another person. And even if I could make that comparison, the Lord states in His scriptures that He needs all types of people to make up the body of the church. Now Paul mentioned it, mentions it when he talks about the body of Christ. And in my comparison, how can the hand compare itself to the earlobe? Now they each serve their purpose. Maybe the earlobe doesn't have the capacity of the hand, but it does. But it does make the earlobe doesn't make the earlobe unimportant. Every part of the body is needed to function completely and wholly. Removing one part of the body diminishes the capacity of the whole. The second second lesson of weakness is the sin of pride. Certainly the hand can probably do more things than the earlobe, but the hand should not say to the earlobe, I'm better than you, I really don't need you. Now I know that sounds crazy to think about the hand talking to the earlobe, but that's almost exactly what we do. The hand certainly does many things, but without the arm, muscles, brain, blood, cells, oxygen, and lungs. Actually, the hand is worthless. Pride is forgetting who we are and the idea that we are dependent upon the Lord and so many other people and heavenly help in our lives. It is the selfish idea that we have come to the place where we are all on our own, without heavenly intervention or even help from other human beings. Pride is an emotion that is so easy to feel but difficult to overcome. When the lord gives us weakness he allows us to see our pride more fully and to feel our dependence more fully upon the lord when we look to heaven just to get through the day pride seems to melt as the frost in the morning we are not concerned about how good we are or how talented we come to realize that life is more than accolades and trophies we see far more clearly what matters and what does not we see ourselves as we are and can then see ourselves as the Lord sees us. Our weaknesses, if we accept them, are sent to break down that wall of pride and to allow us full understanding of mortality and our true value in the Lord's plan. Sometimes our earthly mortal value has to be reduced for us to see more clearly our heavenly value. So when the Lord asks us not to run faster than we have strength, he wants us to take a look inside ourselves. And understand and accept our weakness and learn from it. He wants us to be able to truthfully see ourselves as we are and allow for others to serve us and for us to serve them to our capacity. I know that we hear the do more, be more, love more slogan so often preached throughout the many meetings in our church, and that means, and that really means we still need to run. The Lord didn't say, I give you this weakness to give up and sit down, he simply said, you need to run to your capacity, and that might be frustratingly slow. And when others look at us to compare, and they will, we may feel small and useless, but in some sense, that is one of the purposes of the Lord. It causes a humble view of oneself, and with that humble view, the Lord can rebuild a true value within the person. So how do we even know how fast we should be running in this race? Now, the first thing you must do is accept the weakness or weaknesses that the Lord has given you. This means that you don't deny them or complain about them or murmur that the Lord has taken the fun out of life. You accept them for what they are, and you learn about what you can do and cannot do, and you accept that which you cannot do. You learn who you are as the Lord has placed you on this earth. You learn to enjoy the capacity that you do have and not fixate yourself on that which you do not have. The only way to do this is to go forth and try. The only way to know that you're running too fast is to run too fast. We've all done this, and perhaps many times. When you come to that place where you understand your capacities and what the Lord wants you to do, you will find the happiness you desire. All the depressions are still gonna come, and so will other related issues of mental health, but accepting yourself and what the Lord has given you will free your mind to allow the Lord to work within you a far greater miracle than you can now understand. Now, there are going to be times when the Lord does want you to run somewhat faster than you're accustomed to running, beyond your capacities, and He will ask you to do so, which might cause some fear and concern. If the Lord asks you to run faster, then He will give you the strength to do so. Now, I suffered with my autoimmune issues while I served as a bishop, Sometimes I could barely get myself out of bed to get dressed to go up to the church but I knew that the Lord desired that I be there to help others help themselves. Once I sat down in my chair in the office the energy I desired was always there and the Lord made up for made up the difference when he needed me to fulfill my callings. I did have to rely more heavily on my counselors than I would then po- probably a normally functioning bishop would But sometimes I wonder if we don't take too much upon ourselves just because we can. When we are limited by our capacities, we learn to spread the load and allow others to grow and serve. Yes, things are going to fall apart from time to time when others serve, even when you serve. But that's one of the purposes of service, to learn, to experience, to fail, and then to try again. We are by nature mortal beings, and failure is going to come often as we are in the learning cycle. Failure is not a stopping point, but simply a lesson learned. So often, the negative feelings that come from depression and anxiety cause us to feel as failures and worthless. To simply see those moments as learning rather than failure is important. But I understand that what we feel is our reality. You can't just turn off your turn your mind off when depression and anxiety strike. That is part of the illness, and so we're going to have to t- have to slow down and find a different running pace when a mental illness episode strikes us. That can be tough. There are parts of our mind that wants us to think that we can do everything we once did. But our bodies and the other part are a very different story. Training our mind to better understand the need to slow down when mental illness has its way in our body is a difficult task, but it is an important one. I'm actually lucky to have a wife that understands my capacities and encourages me to slow down and rest when I want to go and do. Now, I don't think that the slowing down is so much a problem as the guilt that comes when we do. To feel that we are not doing enough is a problem of the illness, and one for which I do not really truly have an answer. But I can say that you are doing enough, and the Lord loves your effort. Many individuals are doing just fine when it comes to the Lord and their mental illness episodes. The Lord understands the level of difficulty and the price you pay for working when it doesn't come easy. He knows that when your trial is done, you will be grateful, but He also knows that gratefulness doesn't come easy while you're in the trial. The Lord does love you deeply, and He knows fully the weakness that has come into your life. Whether by genetics or environment, the Lord has provided you a wonderful opportunity to learn and experience life in a very unique manner accepting who you are and your weakness and working with the Lord, you will find great happiness in your lack of capacity. You will find yourself and the ability to love yourself and to see yourself as you truly are to the Lord. Now, throughout my podcast, I've always said to keep up the fight no matter how small, and the Lord will do his part. Today I add, run at the pace you can, and the Lord will shorten the distance. We will talk to you next week.